1: Welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we discuss Jurassic World, one minute time. Code 19, Code 19, what's a Code 19? I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And here we are to discuss Minute 43 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, we've got a couple of links here we're going to discuss um, quickly heading over to Kauai and the Jurassic Jungle Expedition Tour, um, which originally featured the, um, the military jeep here, that we're going to, or the truck that we're going to see this minute. I don't think it's actually part of the tour now. I think it's in a museum over there somewhere. I remember seeing it parked up in those bunkers.
0: Well, yeah, it is. It's, in a, it's like under like a three-walled canopy where the front is. In, the front is open, so you can see and climb around and take selfies with the truck. But mm. it's like out of the elements.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was originally used for this Dragon uh, Drangle ride. I, I do love to hear how uh, some of the restrictions, I uh, guess with back problems or expecting mothers are not advised to participate in this tour. Obviously, it was a bumpy ride in that old girl <laughs> early on. <laughs> now, looking at one of the uh, Expedition Tour promotional videos, it looks like they're more uh, modified F-series trucks with uh, a lot bigger seating capacity in the back of them. Which we're going to talk about when we get to Galammas Valley shortly. But uh,
0: well, the other uh, thing is, I mean, these military trucks are made for like off-roading, pure and simple. They're made to take. They're made to take hits and keep on chugging. I mean, like jeeps. Jeeps are not known for their good suspension. I mean, you riding in a jeep, you're <laughs> it's going to be a bumpy ride. It's not going to be a smooth ride like you will get from like a Lexus sedan, it's gonna, expect to have a sore ass if you're taking that <laughs> thing off road for a while.
1: Yeah, I guess the prior wouldn't bench seats in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, and that'll get us to the the vehicle itself, a uh, seemingly a 1971 uh, Steyr Daimler Peu, uh Pensgura. <laughs> <laughs> the pinzgauer pinzgauer yeah. it is yeah. german <laughs>
0: From Graz, yep. austria
1: yep yep so as you said like all-terrain six six-wheel drive military vehicle designed to go designed to go anywhere and understandable why uh, you'd have one on the island maybe more for maintenance and that sort of stuff but maybe not for g- guests both a uh petrol or petrol gasoline engine six-cylinder uh, it had a or six-cylinder diesel engine as well, so I'm not quite sure what variant we see in the uh, the film here, but we're going to get to a little bit more of that when we get to Galmom's Valley, uh, which is our third link here going over to Jurassic-pedia.com, um, the Galmos Valley. Small write-up here about that, uh, that valley we love so much and we're going to see this minute.
0: Yeah, this is something that I got. I kind of just shot out there when the uh, we first got the the page for it up on the Jurassic World website and looking at it now, there's, I could probably expand this a lot, a lot more.
1: <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> Put it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the to-do list. Yeah, yep. So, um, head over to jurassic for that and links to the uh, the other two articles will be in the run sheet, all the show notes. Aren't they lovely? Aren't they glorious?
0: These will be your transports for the afternoon. No drivers. No, 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 no no drivers. But they're electric. They run on this uh, track in the middle of the road roadway here. Totally not polluting. Top of the line.
1: Spared no expense. All right, Dave, Reading in a minute 30... No, 43. Yep. As we in minute 42 of Jurassic World, Hoskins got to pat his new pets, the Raptors, even though they didn't like it. And Barry got a message on his phone. As we open on minute 43, Barry yells, Damn, and yells out to the men on the catwalk, Code 19. At the 8 second mark, Hoskins asks, What's a code 19? In the background, we can hear someone yell, It's the Indominus. Barry responds, Asset out of containment, and then gets philosophical. These people, they never learn. At the 13 second mark, as Barry walks away, Hoskins talks to himself. They're going to learn whole new things about their asset now, and pulls out his satellite phone. At the 25 second mark, we cut to a field, and feet stomping the ground. As we pull back, we can see we're in a herd of gallimomots running through the valley. The herd evades a very old-looking war truck, and continues on. As we look past the herd, we can see the monorail, up on the hillside, heading east. We transition inside the monorail and see Grey and Zack. Zack's talking to the girls behind him and Grey's just looking ahead, not believing he's in the middle of this conversation. At the 47 second mark, Grey breaks up the conversation. If mum and dad get a divorce, why be going with mum and you be going with dad? Zack looks at his brother and says, what, why would you say that? Grey responds, because they are. And as the minute ends, Zack says they're not getting divorced. Look, you haven't been around them as long as I have. They're always like this. We'll jump around a bit this minute. Uh, we're still here at the Raptor enclosure. with uh, moving straight into 43. Barry looks up at Hoskins and says, "Damn!" He looks up at uh, some unseen men on the catwalks and yells, "Code 19!" He walks sort of towards the camera and yells something about two guys, about two guys up, and then um, more the uh, the men on the catwalks. We can see sort of two of those great white hunters standing up there arguing before running off and you can just hear someone in the background yelling uh, it's the Indominus. Hoskins asks what's the code 19 and Barry replies "Asset out of containment. Uh, he then gets serious and uh, shakes his head these people they will, they never learn. So I wonder if he's one of the sort of a uh, uh, not groany but like an activist more about the caring for the animals and not so much uh, the park, profiteering that side of it, because we don't even don't even know if he knows what the Indominus is, or how, mm. how 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 many people know of the Indominus. Obviously, someone just yelled out <laughs> its name. Um,
0: I think they're aware of it as an attraction. Some of them might even have seen it, but I don't think it's something that they have a daily. Um, a daily encountering with so they don't really know
1: a lot about it you know yeah it's a shame here where the novel does fill in a lot of the uh, the script what what he's actually saying because um i can't really understand what barry's saying about the two guys um we'll get to that when we get to uh novel comparisons but basically he says they took two it, it took two guys so he now knows that uh two of the staff are dead as well mm-hmm But uh, Hoskins watches Barry walk away and then gets his phone and starts dialing and says they're going to learn all kinds of things about their new asset now. So he had to hear that uh, someone yelled at Indominus for him to know (laughs) that they're talking about the Indominus, otherwise he'd be Mm -hmm. none the wiser as well. But he uh, dials a number and looks around to make sure he's alone, sneaky, and says, hey, yeah, it's me, we might have an opportunity here. And i just got to ask, is everyone just walking away and leaving the raptors <laughs> there with their heads in the cradles?
0: <laughs> I assume they would be running to detach them from the stable area and then drive off to do whatever they need to do. You know?
1: But then the other thing too, like here we've someone's authorised this call to go out with the code 19. We've seen previous minute. Maserani telling Vivian not to radio supposedly park staff. Um, I wonder if this was leaked out of ACU or if there's just a common thing when there's an acid out of containment that Code 19 goes out to maybe maybe staff in more sensitive areas that aren't with the actual park. Or maybe maybe the Raptor pens near the Indominus enclosure and they're uh, alerting them to it being escaped. I don't know, little things we just don't know about this island <laughs> and its operation... <laughs> But uh, that's it for the raptor pen. We cut to grass flowing by the camera and feet running at full speed. Camera pans up to reveal a herd of gallimimus running in an open field. And we move past an uh, old military truck as it's carrying tourists through the field. And the you know, Galmus run towards it and onwards around it.
0: Can I just say how much I hate this design for, of the gallimimus in this movie? <laughs>
1: Can we see one not running?
0: I <laughs> mean, um, we, well, we can see one, looking at the screen caps here, I mean, it's, the feet are moving, but it's just, oh my god, the design is so, ugly. it has no chest, the, the neck kind of just snakes out from the body, which just kind of, co- it, it's like comes to a cone, the body, the body comes to a cone, and then the neck forms from there. And the arms are just kind of glued to the side because it looks like the modelers didn't really know what to do with the arms without the chest. And then we get a close-up here of one of them screeching, and you can see teeth in the mouth. (laughs) Now, anybody who knows anything about Gallimimus, they didn't have teeth at all. I mean, maybe you could argue they're those, like, goose teeth. But even then, there's kind of pushing it because I mean, these look like fully formed teeth.
1: Mm. And this is going to be a common thread, especially when we get to Jorosphere Valley. Um, <laughs> it, they've got the art, they've got the, or they should have the, um, the minute the, uh, the Marquette from the Gal Momus from the first film. <laughs> photos at least <laughs> they know what these animals look like and yeah okay maybe they're always running because that's easier to CG blur and not have the detail there or you're looking at them running and not the animal themselves really but but I mean even in
0: motion you can kind of your your eye and your brain can tell that it looks off you know mm. I mean you can just it's one of those it's, un, it's like an uncanny valley kind of thing
1: yeah yeah, and then they hit the control C <laughs> on the one, <laughs> so they've got thirty or forty of them here running. Um, mm-hmm. mm. Yeah, I know the uh, the military truck being here is a bit of a nod to Kula Ranch. I I can't remember if it was because they wanted to get something from the ranch in into the film, apart from of course the scenery. Um, Obviously, spared some expense on these old military <laughs> vehicles, but I. I don't think it belongs on this island as an active tour vehicle. Um, I've been to open range zoos where they've got large buses or trucks with several carriages all joined together like a train that can take hundreds of people um, through the, at a time through the African savannah and that sort of thing. We know there's roads. there's roads here we don't really need to be too off-road, especially with guests in the back. And as we said earlier, they're not built for comfort. Um, I know, I know. I said I wanted to see some more banged up vehicles in the the park, but I have to make it look ten years old. But this isn't it. The park's got twenty two thousand guests. There's eight in the back of this truck. They,
0: they blew all the budget on the Mercedes for the um, <laughs> park staff. They had to go with the military surplus for the guests.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, even even this would be a good good place to have the G wagons. Yes, they're not. They're not um, going to carry as many people either. But they're they're maneuverable, They're a lot comf- more comfier. Uh, you have the windows down, people can take photos out the windows. <laughs> yeah. But another thing about the
0: Gallimimus, though, is then they went back and created a whole new model for Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, and it looks great. It's got the chest. It's got no teeth. It's a great Gallimimus model. I just don't know what they were thinking when they designed this, the Gallimimus for this movie.
1: I wonder if it was the same team that stayed on from Jurassic World into Fallen Kingdom. Same model. Like I said, I,
0: I do know that the ILM B team had been kind of the ones in charge on this one, not. Not the uh, ILM A team.
1: Yeah, yeah. I gotta to wonder too. <laughs> did they get? Or is it the truck entering the pat the field that spooked them, and that's why they're running? They seem to be. Maybe they're not flocking to evade a predator, but those uh, those words of Grant from the first film are sort of ringing in the back of my ears here. They're running running for a reason, or do they just like to run? A gal is just running for fun. I mean, it could be. It could be like
0: um, greyhounds where they're a very active animal and they they need to run or they'll just become destructive. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they, they have all this energy and this very high metabolism and they have to have some output for it. Mm. You know? Yeah. And plus, I'm sure the truck here probably spooks them enough Driving right through the center of the herd, to where it riles them up some, and they instinctively bolt,
1: like a yeah. horse or something, you know. Yeah, and so that that depends on behavior and that as well. I know going back to the whole zoos, the uh, open range zoos, and that sort of, a lot of those tour vehicles do go close to the animals and stop, and then let the animals come to mm-hmm. the vehicle so they're not getting too close. Um, and sometimes the animal
0: doesn't like them getting so close like if you
1: if you've you've seen the
0: video of the giraffe chasing the tour bus that i think we talked about when terry was on
1: one of the most posted videos ever yes
0: yes but at the same time i mean it does have some truth that sometimes these animals are just having a bad day and they don't want you in their space
1: (laughs) and they can be dangerous if they want to be yes yep um, but as we follow a couple of the animals, we can start to see a, uh, the mountains up in the distance and the monorail trackway. And I just, any of the little landscapes here with that monorail sort of moving along, I just love to see as well. And that's when we get one of the gallimomus bark as it runs forward. And mm-hmm. um, we can see the monorail heading heading east or northeast towards uh, Drysphere Valley, we find out. But that's when we cut inside as Zach and Gray look out into the valley. Um, as the camera moves in, we can see Zach's turned backwards with his uh, arm on the seat back, talking to the girls in the seat behind him. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gray looks sad. Uh, his brother's not talking to him, but he's probably been told to shut up.
0: <laughs> Don't you dare say anything like you did on the ferry.
1: <laughs> did did the... Oh, I can't remember now. The, what do you expect to happen if you just stare at him? Was that the ferry? Or did we get that coming up at the gyrosphere station
0: no i i i thought that was on the ferry oh,
1: okay well he's, he's he's grown as a man here. he's actually talking to the girls now, not just staring staring at him zach asks if uh asks one of the girls if they've been here before and the blonde one says yeah and uh, as we cut inside we can hear the pre-recorded fanfare being played through the speakers much like the uh, you'd assume the original jurassic park theme or much like it does at Universal and that sort of those places as well Um, Grey straight up asks if mum and dad get a divorce (laughs) will one of us be with mum and the other with dad and Zack looks at him what what do you say that and then looks back at the girls hoping they didn't hear (laughs) not the conversation he wants to be having while he's trying to talk to these girls but Grey rolls his head back and looks out the window again because they are and starts to cry and Zack tries to reassure him they're not getting a divorce or they're not getting divorced and as the minute ends, Zach continues, "Look, you haven't been around long enough, and we get the rest of that next minute. Finally, some divorce talk in these films. We've had plenty of divorce, <coughs> divorce people in them, skipping out of town and not having, or having kids whenever you want to want to be with them and that sort of thing. And yeah, here we're getting it again in Jurassic World. Yep. Um, anything else on that before we get to novel comparisons?
0: Ah, uh, no." No.
1: alright, over in the novel Barry looks at his phone and says Code 19 up north um, they say we lost two guys so that's where that two guys thing comes in which is a lot of information for a message <laughs> uh, he tells Hoskins what the Code 19 is and adds uh, that new dinosaur, the big one these people will never learn so something added to the dialogue there in the novel and when we cut to Gray and Zach in the Monorail they look down on the Galmops Valley and we can see the guests in the safari jeeps as uh, Girl Mommas run by, Gray's watching them through the window, thinking that looked fun. And uh, there's none of the Zach talking to the girls in the novel. Something added for the film. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's minute 43. Dave, what do you reckon we get heavy for today? Sure.